Is this thing on? Where do I start? Uh, well, first of all, thanks for having me, Jim. Mate, thank you for having me on. Thanks for having me back, Jim. Thanks for having me, Jim. Good, Jim. Happy to be here. Thanks for having me on. Thank you, Jim. You've uh, you finally reeled in the big fish. Yeah, g'day, fellas. Let's just get straight to business. <laughs> to the Denver Terrace Draft Den for a very special grand final edition of the Daft Drafters podcast. It all comes down to this weekend. $400 on the line. It's a dominant force that has been Lockie Crawley's kneels and squeals up against Will Horsfall's nose-to-the-grindstone, blue-collar, well-drilled Hudson's Hornets. Two deserving squads going head-to-head on the final weekend of the Supercoach season. I'm lucky enough to be joined by both grand finalists on this week's episode, Welcome to the podcast, fellas. Yeah, thank you, Jim. Uh, thank you for having me on. And uh, yeah, big week ahead. Looking forward to it. Yeah, pleased to be here, Jim. Excited for this one. How's the preparation been this week, fellas? Has is, is anything changed for you? The, the nerves getting the better of you? Or is everything just staying the same? Um, well, look, I mean, I thought it was going to be a little bit... I thought I'd be a little bit on edge, um, you know, after a tight game on the weekend. But it didn't really eventuate that way, um, sort of comfortably rolling over the Farmageddon boys. Um, so I went sort of into the week, you know, a little bit more relaxed than I was maybe expecting to. Um, but, you know, I try and treat it like any other week. Um, you know, the boys you know, are out on the track tonight um, and, you know, it looks really sharp. So, um, I, you know, expecting big things this weekend. Yeah. Um, you've, Horse, you've obviously, you've been there before, um, making it to the grand final last year before... Uh, a monumental, um, well, what can only be described as a cock-up. Um, <laughs> but have, have you learnt on that experience from 2020? Yeah, yeah. Spot on, Jim. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm sort of hoping history repeats itself a little bit um, in the sense that I suppose Squeals has had a similar um, use of the Hornets uh, last year in that they were sort of completely dominant top of the ladder and um, but just couldn't get done on the biggest day of the year. So... Um, yeah, I mean, we're supposed to have been leaning on that experience um, a little bit this week and also hoping history might repeat itself um, with a few upsets 
uh, a few underperforming stars from the squeals. Um, but yeah, I'm certainly happy to be back and to sound more surprised to be back with very bit of a um, bit of a lie, but yeah, always happy to be back playing the biggest day of the year. <laughs> <laughs> Talking plenty of shit as always. What about you, Rolls? Have you uh, changed anything this week? Well, I did for the first time this year. I did immediately after the round finished look on the waiver wire, uh, see if I could pick anyone up. But my team's bloody loaded, so there was no one I could drop to pick up anyway. So <laughs> it was <laughs> business as usual on my end. I did. JPK's gone down. Uh, he's a massive part of the team for the whole season. The old boys have been really chugging along. So I couldn't drop him, though. He's on the bench for Morris. You'll get the boys up. He's been there before, and he can do it again. So I'm a bit excited. I looked to pick up Tommy Rockcliffe as well, but couldn't find him just to get the boys up and about for the finals. Might be a poop hole. Can I just say quickly, quickly, Jim, that's that's be Squeals' first injury for the year, I reckon. He's just been completely (laughs) blessed. (laughs) <laughs> yeah. The biggest tin for season. Oh, oh yeah. I did. I had. I, who did I have to begin with? I had Whitfield out. I had to wait on him. I had a few injured boys on the on the pine, but no massive. Yeah, no massive losses on my end. I think the defense has stayed pretty solid. Same down forward as well. Whereas I think horses' first seven draft picks are all missed most of the year. <laughs> yeah, genuinely. <laughs> yeah. Been battling since round one. It's not been a smooth sailing year. Um, I can show you that. Um, lots, lots of time spent Monday morning on the wave wire. <laughs> Speaking of of that sort of difference between how your seasons have gone so far, um, I do have a couple of stats um, around basically the home and away season. Um, so Nils and Squeals, obviously um, a fairly dominant season with 15 wins and four losses, um, whereas the Hornets had the 12 and 7. In regards to total points, the Squeals had 20,197 compared to just over 18,000 from the Hornets. Ooh, that's, a, that's almost a full team playing another round. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so a bit of a gap there. And then this is quite a telling stat. The Squeals passed um, 1,000 points on 17 of the 19 home and away rounds. Um, including the first 12 straight. Oof. Didn't go under 1,000 th- uh, round 13, which was a buy yeah, round. Yeah. Um, we knew he was a problem early. Yep. Yeah, yeah. correct. Whereas Horse, Horse did that eight times for the entire year. Um, and <laughs> first 1,000 on the board until I think round four or five. So took you a while to warm Gee. into things, Horse. Gee whiz. Yeah. Yeah, spot on, Jim. Um, well, I know, like, for example, round one, um, you know, Rowley went down with a with a score of twelve. Um, so had had a few of those like heavily affected um, injury scores where you get you know a, a ten or a fifteen. Um, so you sort of miss out on a good you know eighty ninety points there from one of your primos. Um, but yeah, look, I suppose you know I won't hide away from the fact that uh, it wasn't the most dominant team throughout the year. Um, but a bit of savvy coaching. Um, just sort of analysing you know, where, where each team was at each week. Um, sort of helped me out in a few contests. You're, you're taking <laughs> from the fact like, you, you've had to work harder to get there, aren't you? You think, you think that makes you a better coach? Without a doubt, yeah. Um, <laughs> you know, if, if being a two-time grand finalist isn't you know, enough proof that um, you know, I'm, I'm one of the more exceptional coaches in the league, certainly um, you know, battling sort of 
Western Bulldogs 2016 sort of vibes around this year with the Hudson's Hornets. <laughs> Comparing himself to Bevo. Wouldn't have thought so. Um, <laughs> a couple more stats. I actually don't look that dissimilar to Bevo. <laughs> Every time Grace sees Jordan Lewis on the TV, she says, that's hot. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Phil literally clipped me about that tonight. He said, don't see it. Oh, yeah. It's Horsh on you on the mosh, are you? <laughs> <laughs> well, look at <laughs> um, yeah, continuing on with a couple of those stats. So high score for the year. Um, the squeals pumped out a 1,184 in round two. Um, wow. The Hornets' highest score was a 1,071. That was round four. So both fairly early in the year, and I suppose that just goes to show, especially in a draft format, that um, the the highest scoring probably does happen early in the year before you start to lose most of your team to injury. Look, 1,071, though, is not very high. I reckon I cracked that multiple times. Well, yeah, you pass 1,000 nearly every week. Yeah, 1,071, that's easy. That's an off week for me under (laughs) 1,000. Well... Yeah, I mean, it was slightly unique. I mean, I was looking at the wire sort of towards the end of the year, and normally towards the last, you know, three or four rounds, you see some genuine premiums like on the waiver wire because they're you know, out for the year. But that didn't really happen um, as much this year. I suppose towards the end of the year, you know, Duncan popped on there and um, Dusty sort of very late. But certainly, um, you know, a lot of the good players were still around for a lot of the year. Although in saying that, a couple of my ones dismissed. Um, considerable chunks, unfortunately, in the case of Danger um, and that Fife. But, um, yeah, I suppose that was a bit of an observation in terms of uh, yeah. some of those big scores early. Yeah, I had a look as well. and I was looking for the same thing. The whole year I was looking to upgrade that fourth midfield spot and you just couldn't find it on the waiver wire this year in the midfield at all. I've had to sit with Carl Eamon in the 90s and that's it. That's the best you could find. So it's... Yeah. Uh, yeah, it hasn't been as prosperous as years past. Not that I was here last year, but um, it seems pretty mm-hmm. good this year anyway. So, not really much to do. Yeah, and Jim and I will be selecting the um, all-Australian, all-Australian teams again this year, and that always throws up um, some good analysis on some of the hidden gems that came out of the wire. But, uh, out of the wire, but you're looking forward to that that one, Jim? It's always a good time, horse, when we, when we sit down and work for yeah. that. Yeah, um, oh, absolutely. So, got got a question that I want both of you to answer, but um, we'll start with you, Horse. I want you to tell me who are the the two biggest threats on the Squeals team that, that you can see. Yeah, look, it's not much surprise. There's, there's two guys um, who you know you talk about Squeals putting out big um, big scores. You know, he basically gets three hundred scores from these two players basically every week. Um, I'm referring to McRae and. Also, Sean Darcy, they're certainly the two, the two worries um, this year. You sort of have to factor in, you know, when playing the squeals that, you know, you're going to get two 130s out, out of those guys, especially, obviously, Darcy of late. Um, so, yeah, they're, they're the worries. Um, uh, and then in terms of, I suppose, a couple of guys looking at as potential weaknesses, I think Sloan, um, you know, as one of Squeals' older boys, um, you know, could last round of the year, sort of running out of puff a little bit. He was good last week, but um, I'm hoping Sloane yeah, throws out like a 50 or, or something. Um, and that's, that's the last game on Sunday. So that, that could be a big one. Um, he, sort and, of, he sort of got thrown into it 
with Kennedy going out and Sloan, they've been the two I've been playing around with the last at the end of the year there. But uh, I got yeah. trust in the old boys. They've been through a few pre-seasons. They know how it works. <laughs> um, Sloan will he'll lead from the front. I wouldn't be surprised. Well, I suppose. Sure. Yeah, in counter my argument, you know, Crows aren't playing finals, so it's his last game of the year. May as well um, yeah, put it all out there. Um, and then the other one was Chad Wingard, who he's been good, but I just, you know, I wouldn't have even picked him. I don't reckon if he was my last pick in the draft. I thought, you know, he's just like a, you know, a soft player, like playing around the forward pocket down there. Um, but he's actually been playing well. But hopefully, hopefully, um, he has a quiet game this week um, with the Hawkers. It's interesting. He he's actually got a projected of of 118 this week, which I would have thought is is well overs. For a bloke like well, Chad, he's gone the last two or three weeks. He's gone one ten plus, I think. So he's been absolutely smashing out yeah. the big scores. I don't know if it was a role change. Yeah. Well, well, prior to round nineteen, um, he'd played I think twelve or thirteen games. And he had one score over ninety two. So you know, it was sort of meddling around. I think at, at the end, the conclusion of round fifteen, he had an average of eighty. So he was like sort of right back in that you know pack of forwards so you could have got off the waivers averaging around like you know 75 to 80 range and then yeah last two weeks he's gone 101 139 97 130 so um i'm hoping that's a bit of an anomaly and that he's yeah not going to produce something similar this week hey he was an og draft pick i got him early he started on the team chatty it's come good to you at the right time of the year yeah perfect mm. See how we like it. And what about you, Locke? Is is there anyone on the Hornets that you're a bit nervy about? Well, I'll I'll give you three here, Jim. Danger and Guthrie. Danger is obviously 160 last week. The only thing for those two, and Guthrie, he's gone massive all year. But the thing with those two is they are playing Melbourne this week, which gives me a bit more confidence that they won't pump out the big 160s like they have in the past. Um, other than that, like the the pickup of Buddy Franklin, that is a real do or die situation. Will they feed him to get him just more goals? Like, and they're playing GWS on Gold Coast as well. So that's the other worry. But uh, other than that, Boston's projected for 120. Like, there's some odd projections going on here come end of the season. Uh, they're the three that worry me the most. But, like, for players that don't worry me, I could name the rest of his list. <laughs> Honestly. <laughs> <laughs> like I said, Jeremy McGovern. Oh, Jackie Redden's been pumping out good scores. Another waiver pickup. Nick Newman. He's he's shit half the time. Um Newman without um without Doherty, he usually scores pretty well. I would yeah. have thought that projected of eighty four is unders. Yeah, mm, I don't know. He he doesn't scare you. Oh, yeah, he's been struggling. He doesn't scare me though. Um Nick the only one that does scare me out of those is like Nick Hind, if he can pump out a massive score against Collingwood, that's the only other one I'm actually really worried about. And the Godarini's just been solid. Like that's a solid pick. <laughs> I was about to say, don't sleep on nah, Rado. Sleeping on the Godarini, I don't even want to bring him up just to bite me in the ass. <laughs> Five hundreds on the trot, Jim. Yeah. Five hundreds on the trot for Brado. Um, just as just a little side, I was tossing up bringing in Braden Fiorini um, in my classic team this week. It was him. Lions, Parish, or Marshall. I could have gone with any one of those three, including Fiorini. I would have won my prelim in my cash league, but I chose Marshall. Got seventy, and I lost. Gave <laughs> gave up three thousand dollars. No, what was it? Not it was a sure. hundred dollar cash league. So eighteen hundred dollars is what I gave up. Wait, you took Ron Marshall? Yeah, 
Why would you, why would you do that? Been braining it, mate. <laughs> what? Did, <laughs> wait, did you did you need a ruckman or something? No, no I could have got anyone. Oh, it was just Jim. Oh, what's Jim Marshall been before? doing recently? Yeah, he's, he was good the week before. For three weeks, he's been getting one twenties and one thirties. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. Tough one, Jim. You're going to cut this out, aren't you, Jim? Most of it. Yeah. Because <laughs> you're not in finals. This is, this is the finals. <laughs> Me and Horsey. And you. that little, that's you're, you're, you're only here because you're hosting the podcast. You wouldn't be here. <laughs> so that side note went more than I was anticipating. So we'll move on. Um, Jim, Jim, just quickly, have you got yourself presenting the cup this weekend? Oh, absolutely. There's no way I'm not staying in bowl. <laughs> <laughs> easy, easy presenting lockdown since I've lived with you. Um, <laughs> quip. Um, I want you both to give us a just a quick summary of, of how you feel your season went. Um, I want you basically so your best picks from from the draft, from the waiver. Maybe some of your bad picks, and just just a quick summary of of how you saw your season. We'll start with you, Hawk. Oh yeah. Um, all right, Jim. Well, I suppose I'm just having a quick look at my um, you know drafting results here, and um, yeah, I mean Danger was my, my first pick. He he missed, I think it was twelve weeks or or ten weeks, something like that. So yeah, yeah that that really hurt. And I suppose. My whole plan of the year was just to sneak into finals, you know, getting a few of those big names back like Dangerfield, um, knowing that he could produce the sort of scores he did last week to get over the line. So um, he, he missed a lot, but I sort of stayed within touching distance, um, knowing that he'd come back. Um, Nat, Nat missed a lot of games. Yeah, to be honest, you look through my, um, through my team. Oh, there aren't many guys who were there from start to finish. Um, Doherty obviously got ruled out at five weeks. He was my third pick. Lucky Hunter's actually the only guy I reckon who's played. I think he missed one game, but he was um, he's, he's bad. Uh, Rowley was out for a long time. Luke McDonald missed, um, you know, like 14 weeks or something. So um, Cam Guthrie's probably winning my best and fairest um, pretty comfortably at the moment. Um, yeah, some, he slipped, slipped to pick 108, um, which would surprise a lot of people, I reckon. Yeah. Given, What's that? Um, yeah, he was... Around 9 or 10? Yeah, round nine, yeah. And was, was he all Australian last year? I don't know. I think, I think he might have been. I, I think he might have been. Oh, he's in the squad, I think. Yeah, anyway, yeah, yeah. He certainly had a very good year last year, but maybe there might have been a few people um, who thought, you know, a bit of a flush in the pan. But, um, yeah, and then um, Hawley's gone down as well. And Nick Hine, he's probably um, coming second. He's, he's been good. But what annoying thing probably was, I took Joel Sell with my last pick. Uh, pick 180 and he actually ended up having quite a good year um, uh, I dropped him before even round one was played because I thought oh he'll, he'll get rested he's the cats um, so that was frustrating yeah certainly looking through through my team a lot of injuries do you um, know who, who happened to pick him up I think it might have been like Sammy Hanlon or yeah I, I, well, I think it might have been Han and he probably but, averaged you now like 100 oh was it you no no the ghost <laughs> Sam oh. Hanlon oh yeah, Sammy. Probably won't listen to the pod, so I won't pump him up too much. Um, but uh, yeah, and then I, I suppose I'm just looking at the team now who I, who I got off the waivers, and that's often obviously where your seasons won or lost sometimes. Um, and 
that. I mean, there wasn't really that. Jai Simpkin, I think, at around round twelve or, or fourteen or something, maybe a little bit later, I picked him up, and um, he proceeded no pump out of three hundred. So um, he, he was he was a good pickup, but yeah, certainly not not a star-studded um, you know, list of guys. I think I've got one, maybe two guys averaging over hundred left on my playing field. Um, so that that will probably surprise um, a few people that I've made the granny with such a you know a poor scoring team. But um, yeah, that's probably probably about it for me, Jimbo. Yeah, nice. Um, Cross. Yeah, I honestly my team. I think I've switched out three or four players from when I first drafted, which is actually amazing looking back at it. I started off honestly. The best pickup was at pick nine. I got Jack McRae, which is just down there, I wasn't expecting him to fall to me at yeah. all. Yeah. yeah. That's his pig. Yeah, massive, massive pick there. And then pretty solid. Took steel side bottom. And then Whitfield, I picked, and he was injured for the first half of the season. They got Ridley, Boak, Bolton, all my team still. Rich, pick 81. Uh, Wingard. That was a good pick. Yeah. And the best pick probably was Jordan Dawson. Round 13, pick 153. He's averaged, what, 85 for the season. He's been hot as. Um, Mm. I love it. Yeah, love good pick. It. Yeah, massive pick. Uh, but then Reese Stanley was my ruck. I dropped him, pink, picked Nank up. Uh, and then halfway through the season, I picked Sean Darcy up, I think in the buy round. I just needed a ruckman and it took Sean Outrageous. <laughs> it was, it was good <laughs> luck. I would, I'd love to say it was good coaching, but I think it was pure luck that I picked Darcy up and he just pumped out these massive scores. It's uh, actually incredible yeah. how much he's braining it. Like, to go from where he was, like it's hard to remember the type of player he was in the first half Boy, of the year. Because yeah. now you just think of him as a star, like because he just takes. Yeah, it. yeah, yeah. I think I think initially because he he went he went ninety ninety and three hundreds, and I, I still don't know if he was necessarily being picked up at that stage. I think everyone was still like, oh, you know, just sort of having a bit of a, a randomly good six weeks. Um, you know, I'm not, I'm not going to trade out a Ruckman who's probably like more established for these guys had a good six weeks. Um, but then, I, like, you know, he just never had a bad game. I think uh, he has a, two scores below 90 and it's a 74 and a 83. So, you know, he can give you the 150s, which would obviously like game winning. And then he's never going to cost you a match with like a, a random like 50 or 60 either. So not, just not unless unbelievable. Gets, not unless he gets injured. So I had that other worry a few weeks ago where he was going to miss some time, but he uh, he came back. He's made of something something strong. Where's yeah. he? From? I don't know. They breed him well down there. That's all I know. How about that? Just he, so he went 193, 183, and then he was on one fifty six at about five minutes ago in the third quarter against Geelong. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> play the rest. So the last quarter and still got one fifty six. Yeah, but yeah, genuinely, I just drafted my back line really well. And the guts in the mid and the Fords have been there all year. Um, just picked up. How's Steel been? He's been okay. Steel's averaging eighty-eight, so he's been he's been alright. But as a Ford, you'd, you'd take that. I think yeah. I locked up my one of your early picks, though. Yeah, he was. He was my second pick, but uh, the backline locked it up for me. Jordan Dawson ninety-eight, averaging the whole season. Whitfield ninety-four, Ridley ninety-nine, Rich one hundred and six. They've just been so solid down back for me. Mm. Um, they've really carried me the whole way through. And yeah, you sort of had guys always going off. Like early days, it was Ridley. He was averaging like 125, 130. Um, 
And then, you know, he sort of tapered off a little bit. But then McRae averaged like 140 for like a month. Yeah. He always had someone carrying the torch. Yeah. Even Bokey early was, he was pumping out massive scores in the first few rounds. Yeah. He just tied off. Yeah. All right. We might keep moving. Um, So, obviously, last week, Horse got over the line against Farmageddon to to get himself into the grand final, um, unfortunately. Come on. (laughs) <laughs> Crawls, would you say you're happy or disappointed that, that that's what eventuated? I'll uh, probably disappoint it. Like, Jim, you were probably an easier win than Horse. Um, <laughs> probably early in the week that that was the case. Like, when you've got to play Jack Henry, Chris Main, Alex Neil Bullen, you're not scared of <laughs> <laughs> I'm not afraid. They're pretty bad. Uh, well, two out of those three wouldn't have been playing with Toby Green and Jake Lloyd as two handy ins. Yeah, right. Well, if you could have lasted another week, you might have been right. But um, yeah, <laughs> I would have much preferred to, to play you, Jimbo, than Horse. Uh, Danger scares me. Like, he's got players that can absolutely pump out massive scores. Yeah. So, and Guthrie, those two, as I said before. Well, as much as that clip hurts, it's probably fair enough. So. <laughs> <laughs> I'll let it slide. Um, Horse, so as our uh, premiership market expert at Hornsbet, what yeah. would you say uh, your odds are to, to cause an upset and, and get the job done on the weekend? Well, f- for the savvy punters out there who took me at, I think it was uh, 450 at the start of the finals, there'll be some um, happy punters out there. It might be worth hedging um, going into the grand final. But yeah. It's it's a tough one um, because certainly any any um, the Hornets on their day um, can certainly match with anyone. So, but yeah, the Squeals, you know, probably on paper is the team to beat. So certainly he goes in as favourite um, at a at a sort of a dollar um, forty five quote. Um, and yeah, if you want to take a, a punt on the on the scrappy, um, well coached Hornets side, um, you know, you get two seventy. I think Horry's going to drift out a little bit, 280. Horry by the bounce on Friday night. Yeah, fair enough. Well, um, please gamble responsibly, everyone. Yeah, no, yeah. Oh, I, oh, of course, Jim. That's the that that saying. <laughs> yeah, no, they're pretty fair odds. I was, I was giving myself 150 in my head, but um, maybe sure. <laughs> maybe it might come in short. I don't know whether McGovern will play. I think he might be out this week. So I'd be. Oh, like, I, yeah, well. He was using the wave wire, and then all of a sudden I look at him and he's averaging like 89, which is eight more than pretty much anyone else in my back line at the moment. So I was like, that's a no brainer to bring him in. Um, but what do you reckon he's out? Well, yeah, uh, Kennedy and he might be out this week. I was reading today. So we'll see. Oh. There you go. Um, that yeah, I'm giving you tips on your team, and um, <laughs> I should be easy. So there you go. That's well, a free one from me. Yeah. Where are you, mate? Well, I. I got I got my COVID shot um, this afternoon, and um, regardless of how I'm feeling tomorrow, I'm probably calling sick. So I'm gonna just be a full, you know, nine to five on Supercoach, just working out what the, what the lineup's gonna be, what, what what players need to be out there to take down the squeals. You strategically booked your uh, vaccine appointment so you could do that, didn't you? Yeah. <laughs> I'm telling you, Jim, I don't appear in a grand finals by luck, by chance. <laughs> All right. Um, well, I've just got um, I've got one more question for the both of you, um, and that is, what do you plan on spending the four hundred dollars on? Um, 
A lot of money. Probably put it all into Bombers to win the 2022 AFL Premiership. <laughs> we're, probably, we're probably not that good odds anymore. We're probably, what, four or five bucks for next year. But, you know, I'll, I'll put 400 bucks into that and that's a pretty handy investment. So I'll probably take along those lines, Jim. Yeah, well, then you'll end up with two grand. So we're going to do with two grand. <laughs> um, no, it's, it's a question, Jim. I don't know. We're, we're probably doing heaps of it at the moment. Um, certainly if, uh, if we can sort of have a little party, um, uh, to celebrate the season at some stage, um, yeah, I'd be, I'd be certainly looking to bring something, um, you know, fun along to that, which, uh, was purchased through the, through the winnings. Um, because yeah, I mean the, the poor lads, you know, like the squadrons of the world who, you know, haven't got to enjoy, um, you know, Supercoach finals, uh, you know, this year, unfortunately. Um, you know, they sort of need something to lift their spirits up. So I'll be, sorry, maybe trying to get there, get them up and about with some, um, I don't know, some type of fireball or something like that, Jim. Yeah. Uh, the think, people's man. Yeah, I'm, think, I'm thinking the same way as horse. We'll, we'll get some something for the boys on grand final, uh, on the party, the final party. Uh, and then maybe yeah. I'll get a shirt that I, I beat Jim in Supercoach as well. That might, 50 bucks might go that way. <laughs> Might have a little ladder on the back, <laughs> just so, so I can wear it around the house and rub it into me a bit. Uh, other than that, right? Whoever Essendon are playing first round of finals, if they make it, I'll probably put four hundred bucks on the other team because <laughs> I hate the Dons. <laughs> Hopefully, it's the Lions, so I can put four hundred bucks on the Lions versus the uh, the Dons first round. Lions, Dons, elimination final. Yeah, Joey Danaher. I'll put four hundred bucks on Joey Danaher to kick six. We're not a bad bet, to be honest. Uh, I don't know who's going to play him, like Liberty or something. Yeah, he's going to Not a bad punt. All right. Well, uh, thanks for joining me, lads, and good luck on the weekend. I'm, I'm sure you'll have an absolute blast. Yeah, no, thank you, Jim. Looking forward to it. Um, yeah, it all kicks off Friday night. I've got um, Scotty Lysette sort of studying up for the Hornets against uh, what? Can I be described as probably a C or D grade ruck division um, down at Whitnoble? So looking for Scotty to put up some big points early on Friday night and um, kickstart the weekend. I well, suppose. It... Hopefully he's tapping it down, aim on uh, Travis Boke's throat, and uh, I'll get off a good time as well. <laughs> it is. It is it, I submit it's Big Friday, um, you know, with McRae, Amon, and Boke all, all suiting up for the squeals. Although in saying that, last weekend, um, I played you, Jim, and on the Friday night, um, Taranto put up 140, Kelly put up 150, and uh, Nank put up 90. Um, and I thought the writing was on the wall, but um, alas for you, um, I stormed back. So it's not, not one and lost on Friday, but we are interested to see where it all stands. No, it's a long round. We're looking forward to it. Yeah. Oh, just looking at a few late. Oh, yeah, I've got Simkin... Um, and he's got Sloan in the in the uh, the final round of the match on Sunday, so could be interesting whether um, you know, it comes down to that and and someone might need a score um, in that one. That'd be a that'd be a good finish. I'll probably be on eleven hundred already, so <laughs> I'll I'll be ready there. <laughs> <laughs> oh, All right. Well, we better wrap this up. Um, it's been an absolute pleasure, lads, as always. Cheers, Jimo. Jim. You've, you've done an incredible job all year on the uh, on the pods, so thank you for that. And um, 
I'm not going to wish Squirrels luck because he's a prick, but um, <laughs> look forward to uh, chatting to you soon. Cheers, mate. All right. Cheers, horse. So there you have it. That was your 2021 TDD Grand Finalists. Good luck to both of them this weekend. Um, I'd also just like to remind everyone to pretty please get your $50 in as soon as possible. Um, we all agreed to do it, so um, please don't pull out. Um, your mates that have already chipped in will be very sad about it um, if you do, and the winner deserves their prize, so step up to the plate, please. With that said, it's been an absolute pleasure bringing you these podcasts throughout the 2021 season, but I will say that I'm glad it's the last one I have to do for this season. Um, I'm far too slow at this to keep doing it. I hope you got some enjoyment out of them. I know I had a lot of fun creating them, so thanks and goodbye. How am I possibly meant to make a logical decision with 27 beef patties in my stomach and a draft starting well past my bedtime?